Creative Friday, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rob with episode number 237 of Shut Up and Grind, where we teach you how to step into your greatness by overcoming obstacles, defying the odds, and this show is designed to help you clear whatever obstacles are in your path to your desired success. And so now I'm personally going through my own hardship right now at this moment, and where I very easily could have postponed this episode. But it's all about showing up, and it's about showing up even when times are tough. So just because there is a little bit bit of stress going on right now, that doesn't mean that you don't show up for what it is you're called to do. And for me, it's bringing my guest stories to you guys every single week to help inspire you to get through whatever it is that you're going through. So living what I'm preaching right here as we go. And so today we're going to be talking about how to never again be emotionally or mentally hijacked by the actions of someone else. And full transparency, I've probably been on both sides of that. I've I've been hijacked and I've probably done some hijacking. So I think we're going to have a pretty solid conversation. So having me have this talk is the founder of Geostar Chicago, Shelly Sood, Sood, and ask you. I probably have about 50 episodes where I've done that. <laughs> Shelly Sood, all right. Thank you. Where are you joining me from? Uh, Chicago. Oh, duh. Geostar Chicago. <laughs> I'm starting this one off with a bang. No worries. <laughs> uh, that's too funny. So are you originally from there? I'm not. I'm a Midwestern girl, so I'm originally from Ohio and then came to upstate New York to go to college and settled back in the Midwest. So Okay, so what brought you back there? Just a f- familiarity? Yeah, familiarity, grad school. I love Miss Midwestern folks, although we're looking to eventually move, we'll see. But um, yeah, it's been great. All right, well, let's dive into your backstory before, before we, we get into this topic. I'm sure a lot of people can relate with this topic. So just go in, go into to your backstory and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, sure. So my husband had undiagnosed bipolar disorder for nearly two decades. Um, and it was a very, very rough road. I mean, we didn't know what was going on. We were trying to turn to the experts to see what his actual diagnosis was. And they never really got to the bottom of it. And, you know, eventually we ended up in a situation where we were almost divorced. Uh, We went through a really contentious divorce with lawyers, attorneys. Um, He refused treatment. He was manic at the time. So I actually came to the realization that he was suffering from mania at the point when it started trickling into our personal life and our marriage. And it was just a moment of kind of clarity and an epiphany if you want to call it that. And I realized then that he has bipolar disorder and he needs help, but it was too late because the legal system was involved to try to prove that he was mentally unstable was a huge, huge, uh, long journey, which was very hard to navigate the legal system. So my kids suffered and eventually he came full circle 18 months later and um, I helped save his life. And as a result, and because I felt so amazing doing that for another human being, I went into healthcare and launched uh, Geostar Chicago to help others. Okay, let's take a let's take a deeper dive into that. Like, and I don't want to, you know, stir up anything that that you may not want to share. But sure. I just think I just think for relatability for people who may be in a relationship like that, if you could just go a little deeper into some of his actions. 
So I think it's really important in hindsight to make sure, you know, if your loved one is suffering, whether that is from uh, depression or other mental illnesses or has struggles and is seeing a therapist, seeing a psychiatrist, it's really important to be involved in their care as much as humanly possible. I, I took a very much back seat to the entire process and was too busy and involved with my own life. And that was probably one of the biggest mistakes I made. Um, just 100% trust in his caretakers and not owning our own health. Okay. So what toll did that take on you? Because that obviously had to be difficult. Oh, it told <laughs> horrible. I mean, I, I suffered probably from PTSD, uh, from all the emotional abuse and the trauma. I was living in a fight flight mode. My sympathetic nervous system was constant overdrive. I developed a hypothyroid problem, um, you know, all, all sorts of things because, you know, when the mind takes over like that and you're constantly in a stress mode and you're living in survival mode, Rather than thriving mode, your body will ultimately take a toll because it's 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 all about the mind body connection. Okay, so I read in your bio you said that you know when your husband was at the height of his his issues that he was hell bent on your destruction. <laughs> what, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, that's probably an understatement. Um, I was seen as the enemy, and it was the classic story of. My wife just can't let go of the marriage. She cannot deal with the fact that I've moved on. I was miserable and unhappy, according to him. He was miserable and happy because he was in the marriage. So all of his mental turmoil and everything was attributed to a rotten marriage. So when you start presenting that to the courts, you start presenting that to psychiatrists, they believe you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that created so much anxiety with me. You, you almost go completely off the wall, ballistic yourself. And so the things that he would do and say, how, how much of those things did you actually start to believe? You know, there were moments where I thought, okay, I think I'm losing my mind myself. But I knew deep down whatever he was saying was because of the disease. And I think that is the one thing that kept me going and had me hold on for so long is I knew his core and I knew this was all nonsense. And it was really difficult because when somebody's spewing out such angry things and such hatred and saying all these horrible things about you, calling the police, calling child services on you, I mean, all sorts of craziness that you have to deal with. And you still have to ground yourself at some point and understand this is a disorder. Okay. Yeah, see, and I'm glad we dove deeper. Hello, Jennifer. She said she's been through that type of thing before, dated a few people with borderline personalities disorder. I know one for a fact was not borderline, Jen. <laughs> Very close to bipolar. Yeah, see, so that, that, that was why I wanted to dive a little deeper into that just because I know that there's people who right now are stuck in a relationship like that. Yeah. All right. So now you said that it came full circle and you helped to save his life. So what was that like and how did you do that? So it, it took a tremendous amount of patience. And my other issue during this whole journey was that I was kind of a control freak at that point. 
because I had lost complete control over my entire life, my children's lives, everything, my marriage. So, you know, I had to eventually start to think about relinquishing that control and understand that this is really going to have to come full circle. The question was, was I going to be there to pick up the pieces or was I too destroyed and was I going to slam the door in his face? So it, it was just a matter of the ability to tolerate his behavior, push it aside, be there for him, forget about the marriage, but be there for him as a human being, as my children's father, you know, and to be able to help him heal through this journey. And so that is kind of what it took. Eventually, I did convince him to seek treatment once he had lost everything. And, you know, it was almost like, this roller coaster that I was living. And I, I would see, you know, the train, I would see the roller coaster go up and down the hill. And I knew this coaster, roller coaster was going to fall off the tracks. I knew he'd lose his job. I knew he might be suicidal. I, I knew, you know, he would probably be racking up tons of credit card debt. All these things that I told him were going to happen did happen. Yeah. Wow. And that's very, very big of you to, to recognize that and to take those actions because and what I do I work with a majority of women and I hear the stories they're just the stories of just I don't want to use the word hatred but there's just so much turmoil you know when there's a divorce or any any breakdown of any relationship so how how did you come to get that mindset because a lot of people just can't get there it wasn't easy. I had my moments of despair. I had my moments of anger where I would lash out back at it because I was only human. You know, there's, there's only so much somebody could take. I, you know, I, I tried every angle with him and it, it's just, it's just the ability to stick with it and have conviction in his core self and who he was now. And I would tell people listening to this, if they have a loved one that's suffering and they really feel that this person is an incredible human being and in his core, I mean, not, not everybody is, you know what I mean? It just depends on their relationship and their marriage. And only those two people know that relationship. And if they believe that this human being at his core is a beautiful human being with a kind soul and they had a beautiful marriage or relationship at one point in time and suddenly you know the destruction came in i think the first thing is to trust themselves you know stop trusting the voice of everybody else yes take their opinions take them into account but trust yourself trust your gut trust your intuition and, and that i think people lack the confidence in being able to trust themselves. They're turning to psychiatrists, therapists, which are very important in, in mental health and the care of these individuals without a doubt. But you can't go in there just completely blindfolded. And it's like handing over your entire life to this person. And you don't know what they're going to do. You don't know if they're going to prescribe a medication to a loved one that's going to tip the scale, that's going to create a psychotic episode. That I mean, there's just so many things that can go wrong. So you really have to be smart, knowledgeable, educate yourself, and trust your gut. Love it. 
Jennifer says it feels like listening to her own story. She stopped her ex-girlfriend from committing suicide and had to take her to the hospital. Jen, I'm going to let that spelling error go because that's a powerful story. So I'm going to let that go. (laughs) Thank you for sharing. All right. So let's talk about how you got into doing what you're doing now. So what inspired you to start your company? So after, you know, my husband and I got back together and he was started, he was on his healing journey to get better. And, you know, we had our children in therapy and we're just trying to have a lot of family time. I decided I needed to do something for myself and I was no longer going to be at the mercy financially, emotionally of a man. And I said to myself, I'm going to launch a company and I want to do it in the healthcare field because I had helped my husband Um, and help save his life. And so I wanted to be able to help others. And so the universe just, you know, I crossed paths with the right person at the right time. (laughs) And, you know, it's interesting how that happens when you're not even looking for it. And yeah, I met the CEO of Geostar Global Institute of Stem Cell Therapy and Research, and we connected and hit it off. And I launched the Chicago Clinical Center. So that, that began my entrepreneurial journey. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. I just want to double down on what you said about the universe, because I, I must mention that in probably 60 to 70 percent of my podcast episodes. I always tell people you you you, you find what you look for. <laughs> it's, that, it's that simple. If you're looking for problems, you're going to find a whole host of problems. If you, if you look for opportunities, you're going to find opportunities. And if you're looking for connections, you're going to find connections. It's all it's all right there. But you're just going to get whatever you gravitate towards. So absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it doesn't matter what religion you are. It doesn't matter if you you know, believe in a specific God or you don't just believe in the universe. There, I, I really, truly believe there is a higher power and they all they want us to succeed. They want us to do well. But we are our own worst enemy. And we drive in whatever we put out into the universe. So if we are negative, if we are talking smack about others, if we consume our day with drama, with gossip, then that is exactly the type of people that come into your space. Yep. Absolutely. Couldn't have said that better myself. (laughs) All right. So how exactly are you helping people? So um, it is a degenerative, um, we're a regenerative medicine company, and we help patients that are suffering from degenerative conditions like Crohn's disease, uh, lung disorders, arthritis, autoimmune conditions. And basically, we help the patient use their own stem cells to provide symptomatic relief for a lot of these different conditions. And we've helped thousands of people around the world, actually. What do you got for arthritis? I got, I got stuff all over. Talk to me. We have help for arthritis, so we can talk <laughs> offline, sure. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, so getting back to how to never be emotionally or mentally hijacked, what are some of your best how-to practices? So I believe in creating a bubble for yourself. And this is a very personal bubble. And given you know the situation in the world today with COVID, with you know political beliefs and people being um, you know not are driven by political beliefs and separated, I believe it's so important today to create your own bubble and and not let people necessarily that you feel are going to ruin your life or going to fill your time with nonsense, get into that bubble. And and the way I create that bubble is through meditation. 
meditation and mindfulness because it really takes me to a higher level and state of consciousness to understand what I want in this world and gives me the confidence and capabilities to take small baby steps to kind of get there myself. Yeah, people just have to find what their outlet is. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I'm if I'm stressed, I I always walk. You know, I live right right by one of the state parks. I just put on my headphones, put on whether it's music. I listen. To some, sometimes I'll even listen to my own pod, podcast. If I, I had a guest who spoke about it, X Y Z, and I just go for a walk. Like you remove yourself from whatever the problem is. But I hear you on that bubble park. I started that. I think this was i was 38 years old when i donated a kidney to my sister oh, and wow. just thank you for whatever reason in that moment was when i i felt my mortality you know like i i don't know why but i, I just felt it and i was like you know what i'm not doing stuff i don't want to do anymore and that's when i, I just started saying no and it's like oh rob everyone's going in that i want to go well why not i i don't want to go <laughs> you know and now i've been doing that for 10 years and people know to not to not hound me, like no. If he says no, he's not coming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, no. Yeah, they'll know. They recognize. Yes. Yep. The power of no. It's an incredible word. And when people are simply trying to please others and living somebody else's life, they're not gonna get what they should out of life. Yes, I know. I actually did a fitness consultation just yesterday with a people pleaser, and and I told her I was like, how can you please people when you're not pleased? <laughs> you know, when you're not happy and you're not fulfilled, you're really not pleasing other people. What you're doing is you're masking your own pain. It's like that's at the heart of the matter. It's like you're masking your own pain. And that's why you're here. You know, yep. so it's like if you want change, you have to change something. It doesn't just appear. No. You know? So that's- if you're surrounded by negative people, even if it's family members, you know, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do to maintain your own sanity. Yep, exactly. And hurt people hurt others. Yes. It's as simple as that. Yes, very true. Oh man. Powerful stuff. All right. So if you, if there's someone listening right now, that's in a situation that you were in, what would be some advice you would give that person? The first thing I would say is educate yourself. Educate yourself with whatever's going on with your loved one or yourself. Have the humble attitude to be able to ask for help when you need it, but also have the confidence and the ability to take ownership and decide how to navigate your own life or your loved one's life and help your loved one. Um, and also, you know, the, one of the biggest things is I followed the path of highest resistance. I, I didn't listen to the world telling me that there was no hope, that there was no way this could happen. You know, I, I believed in miracles and I knew, I didn't just believe, I actually knew that this was going to happen. And I told myself this was going to happen regardless of how low I would become emotionally and mentally. Um, just knowing that that's a very powerful thing. And a lot of times you're, you know, people come full circle and that is exactly how it works out. Yeah. I'm de- dealing with um, a lot of people because fitness is a positive outlet for a lot, lot of people. So when the, when people come into the, into the facility, some of them are coming out of a divorce. They're coming out of getting fired from their 30 year job, you know, like they're usually at some type of low point. Mm 
And I make sure that we address that in the consultation and just let them know that, you know, just coming here doesn't fix that problem. It's like you still have to step into whatever it is. Like how it says over here, how to step into your greatness is you have to walk right into your own internal fire. And then you got to figure out, all right, how am I going to navigate this? Because like the depression doesn't go away. It's like you have to learn how to manage it. And it starts internally. You know, like my, my daughter's working with a ther- therapist now. And, and I told her, it's like, you no, know, going to the therapist is, is, is a step, right? It's a stepping stone. Oh. I said, at some point, you have to take ownership. Exactly. You know, so I just want to just down on what, what you said, because people look for external, external help or external ways to get better. But those external ways is still going to boomerang back to it has to be in you. Like I just said, you can't change if you're not willing to change. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it, it's so important. Also, the comment about therapists, if you are going to therapists, find a good therapist, because there are a lot of lousy therapists out there, you know, and, and you're going to be spending a lot of time with that person, opening your heart and opening the wounds that you probably endured, maybe as a child, maybe you had trauma as a child or as an adult. Um, you know, and you need to find somebody that can support that. And that that really goes back to your intuition, your ability to determine who is going to help you in that journey and who is going to inhibit the path to success. Yeah, I mean, and that that really goes for for any for any industry. It's like I, I tell people when I go, I worked with a trainer and they this and they that. And I said, there's there's different levels because relatability is huge. I've used that word a couple of times already, right? Relatability is huge. So like you can have someone who's went to high school, they've been an athlete, they go into college, they study, you know, kinesiology or exercise science, and then they they're now trying to help people lose weight. Like and they've never been on a weight loss journey. You know, like it's like Jennifer who's on here, she's she's lost a lot of weight. And for someone like me, I was overweight once. But I was never, you know, I never had to lose like 100 pounds or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So when people come to me, you know, and they have those goals, I let them know. It's like, I I, I might not be the right person for you, you know, because I haven't lived that. But if you get someone who used to be an athlete and, you know, they became a parent, they lost their way, you know, male or female, you know, they lost their way. Mm -hmm. And then I can I can work with you because I did that. I was the, the star athlete. I lost my way. I ended up losing 45 pounds. I made a complete lifestyle change. And this was before I got into fitness. I was still managing restaurants surrounded by food. You know, so I can help that person with my own journey. You know? Absolutely. And then Jen here says she's been through a lot of therapists before she found the right one. Excellent. Exactly. Exactly. It, and it's true with doctors. It's true. It's true with anything, with lawyers. You know, you, you get that person fresh out of school or you get that person that's really, really passionate about what they do. Like, that's the person that you want, you know, passionate yep. and relatable. Yep. So, all right. So what's next for you? So we have a book that's coming out, Untethered, um, hopefully pretty soon. That's in the pipeline as well as a potential movie as well. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So so what's the, what's the, the book going to be about? So it's, it's about our journey of really helping others untether 
their lives, you know, whether that is the destruction of a mental illness and what happens to your life when you are faced with that kind of turmoil or you have other uh, bits of trauma that haven't been healed or you're really trying to find your soul path and purpose. And so this is a journey that I underwent and didn't even know I was experiencing when my husband did not have bipolar or had undiagnosed bipolar disorder. It, it was a, a true testament to my capabilities. And ultimately, I was able to find my sole purpose in what I was supposed to do in this earth, which was to help other human beings to launch this book, this movie and all this other stuff. And, and so that is a story that should be told. And it's really to offer hope to those who are suffering from mental illness, to those who are trying to untether their own lives. And for those of us that don't know what untethered means, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, untethered definition would be uh, similar to when somebody has shackles on their ankles gotcha. and cannot move. And so when you remove those shackles, they're literally untethered to live their own lives and to live how they want to live. They play by their rules. Okay. And when's that book coming out? Hopefully in about a year. Nice. Love it. What about the movie? Uh, the movie will take a little longer. Okay. That's nice. It, awesome. and, and is that going to be along, along the, the simi a similar presence? Yes, yes. It'll be really based on the book. We'll talk a lot about a mental illness. Um, you know, it's it's an exciting script, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Love it. So let people know where they can find you, even though I put your contact info in the description. But just okay. let them know anyway. Sure. GeoStarChicago, G-I-O-S-T-A-R, Chicago.com. Shelly Sood, S-H-E-L-L-Y-S-O-O-D.com. Or the Shelly Story, our podcast. What, what's it called? It's called The Shelly Story. The Shelly Story Podcast? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is that about? So it's it's really a platform for people to tell their own stories and, and how and their personal journeys, as well as to give people alternative modalities and holistic health modalities to help heal them through degenerative conditions like mental health disorders, arthritis, Crohn's disease, things like that. We, we got to talk because I think we got to swap now. Yeah. For, for sure. For <laughs> yeah sure. We'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about that when I stop the live. Sure. <laughs> All right. So give us a final word. Give us one final takeaway you want people to take from this episode. Own your own health. Do not worry about the outside noise of others. And follow your gut, your intuition, and even if that is the highest path of resistance. Love it. Perfect. Shelly, thank you very much. This was a solid episode. Thank you. And I really think people are going to get a lot, a lot out of this. And so when your, when your book is ready, you know, hit me up and we'll do a, do a launch for you. For sure. Thank you so right. much. My pleasure. All right. Don't sign out though. I'm, I'm going right. to talk to you backstage. All right. All right, so that was Shelly telling her story of surviving with a husband who had undiagnosed bipolar disorder. And that journey, she actually helped him heal from it. And now she is on a mission to help other people with their lives, with their health. 
So if you tuned in late, make sure you go back and listen to, to the entire thing. So I'm keeping these shorter now. So I used to do a full hour, but we're, we're going to compact it into a half an hour, though, just to make it easier for, for people to consume the content. And if you join me over on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, like the video, okay, help the channel grow. If uh, you want to rep... If you want to prep the gear, you can go to shutupandgrindgear.com. I got all kinds of stuff that say shut up and grind on it. And that's all I got for you for today. I am not here this Sunday because we'll be traveling. But I will be back next Friday. Have a great day. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com. Until next time, shut up and grind.